1: Yo they said, they said, they said this day would never come.
2: When man can change his own mind, and we might see our way.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Infinite Love Talk Radio with your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie. We are coming to you live out of the beautiful Pacific Northwest this evening, and couldn't be happier having this hour to spend with you.
3: That is right, everybody. Hello, hello. So just sit back, relax, feel free to join us anytime. You can always call us at 347 347- Or you always know you can join us in the chat room at any time throughout the entire show
0: And today we are covering a lot of great topics We also have a really special celebrity guest joining us that we know you all will enjoy With no further ado, I'm going to introduce you to him with his bio first Brian White of Stump the Yard He came from a large family of five beautiful younger sisters He was born just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Brian attended Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire, where he studied political science, psychology, and the theater of arts. He also played on the football and lacrosse teams. Following graduation, he was blessed enough to be signed by both an NFL, which was the New England Patriots, and NLL, Boston Blazers team. By the way, the NLL is the professional lacrosse league. His father... Mr. Jojo White was an NBA player with the famous Boston Celtics. He was number 10. An injury cut Brian's athletic career shorter than he would have liked, and his life took an odd turn, actually two odd turns. First, he was introduced to the profession of modeling, and secondly, he co-founded a professional dance theater company, Funk Phenomenon Urban Dance Theater Company. The mission of Funk Phenomenon has always been to use the art of dance as a catalyst for youth outreach. Over the past several years, Funk has visited over 200 private and public schools, performing and sharing the collective life experiences of the ensemble on a variety of social relevant topics, including the effects of drinking and driving, drug use, peer pressure, sex, pregnancy, hazing, and race relations. Today, Funk Phenomenon has grown far above and beyond what he ever imagined possible, and he and his business partner is very proud to be able to say that Funk's past collaborations now include MTV, NBA, NFL, the WNBA, Disney's World, and performances with Britney Spears, TLC, Run DMC, no doubt, Jessica Simpson, and Alvin Ailey, and looking... To the future, Funk's Phenomenon will share a national stage as a partner with my foundation's charity of choice. Warm Two Kids stands for We Are Role Models. Please visit warmtwokids.com for more information. As for the modeling and acting, he got my introduction to this business, his introduction to this business, not mine, by attending a fashion show casting with a friend. It so happened that it was where he met a talent agent. Then shortly after the show, he had the good fortune to be signed by an agency in his hometown and begin the process of learning the ropes of the business and developing his confidence as you know, well as all the other different types of things you have to learn when you get into this business. He utilized his dance background by incorporating movement into in many of the modeling jobs as he as many as he could, some interesting results. And within his first year... In the modeling business, he gained a pretty decent portfolio. Since 2000, Brian has been focused on studying the craft and business of acting and have dedicated himself to trying to become the best actor he can be. His goal is to seek out roles with which he feels a strong connection. And I would love to introduce him at this time. I see he has joined the line. And, honey, I will let you introduce him.
3: And with no further ado, we have for everybody in Blog Talk land, Mr. Brian White. Are you with us, Brian?
4: I am indeed. How are you, sir?
3: I, I am doing fantastic. How are you doing today?
4: I'm I'm good. I can't complain. I just got back home from St. It, Thomas. So, uh, oh, you, wow. were, you were breaking up.
3: Uh, We were reading your bio, an incredible bio, and uh, we know that you have Media 3 films, and you got so much going on. I was just like, wow, when I started reading (laughs) everything. I was just like, yes. Uh, Obviously, your dad, I'm a basketball guy, JoJo White, fantastic basketball player for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Growing up, I I know that was a blast. Did you get to go to many of the games with your father?
4: I did, I did. I mean, I grew up kind of behind the bench as as a kid and uh, I've always loved basketball, and, and now out here living in L.A., uh, I'm one of the few representatives of the Celtics.
3: <laughs> there there you go. No no question. I, I know you were happy last year when they won the championship, and they, uh, they brought dominance back to the Boston, to the parquet floor, if you will, say.
4: Yeah, indeed, but the best part about it was the two games here in L.A. My father was out here, the owners were out here, so I got a chance to sit up in the owner's box with them. And, you know, it was like coming full circle. We're in L.A., you know, in the Staples Center, father, son, getting to enjoy the game. And, you know, for me it was just, it was just great to get to spend that time with them and, and share those, you know, those, those big moments.
3: By any chance were you at the great uh, Boston Phoenix Suns game where the, the image always stays in my mind. I think it was three overtimes or something in the finals. And I remember seeing your dad sitting on the floor just, like, totally exhausted. Were you there?
4: Uh, no, I wasn't there. My mom was there. I wasn't there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've I've uh, I've seen the footage. I've seen the highlights. They actually play it on ESPN Classics sometimes.
3: Yes. And yes.
4: Uh, you know, I get a kick out of it. I usually get a lot of texts and calls on those days when uh, <laughs> when they're showing Dad on TV because that was one heck of a performance in that game.
0: No wow, about. that is awesome. It's funny because, you know, Brian, Doug, and I, he's, we're an NBA family as well, and now our mm-hmm. daughter is in entertainment. So I know it's funny when she goes to a game and sees that in our son as well. And one day we'll be talking to them, and they'll be mentioning Doug. So. Yeah, it's, the it's sense of pride
4: you feel when you see your parent performing like that. I, you know, because we don't have necessarily vivid memories when you're that age of, of actually what's going on or the understanding, but when you reflect on it and you can see it, And, you know, understand that that's that's part of your life and your identity now as an adult. It gives you such a sense of pride. I I guess it's comparative to what parents feel watching their kids succeed. That's right. right.
3: No question. Well, Media 3 Films, I I see that you have a bunch of projects in development. And one that I wanted to ask you about, because I'm a a bit of a film buff, is uh, Hustle. And this is uh, kind of the answer, as you say, to the usual suspects. And that's one of one of my favorite movies. And uh, can can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Sure, it's uh it's something I'm working on with producer Craig Perry, um, who made the American Pie movies and the Final Destination movies. Uh, when I first came to L. A., one of the things I realized is, uh, you know, whoever writes the material is the first person that's gonna uh, start having some control over over what the story is and, and how the quality and caliber of the product is gonna be the, of the film. And so I started writing scripts. And uh, I was introduced to Craig, and he's one of the people I credit with really teaching me the nuts and bolts of, of what um, a producer actually does in Hollywood. Because uh, there is no job description. There's nowhere to really go to, to get a book and say, how do I do this? How does a film get made? You, you need to be blessed with, you know, helping hands, people that are reaching out and, and sharing their, their bevy of information and, uh, you know, making sure you don't get lost in the shuffle and, and figure out how to actually follow through on on what you you know your desired objectives might be. So, uh, basically, Craig and I wanted to create an upscale um, urban genre film, meaning you know a step above the caliber of film we usually see in that in that genre, titled Urban. And so we wrote an answer to the usual suspects, um, four characters uh, from Philly, uh, not related, two of them related, the others just uh, family in in name. Um, basically, get caught up in bi-coastal war between two warring mob factions and they get hired to do a job that's almost impossible and uh, it almost tears their family apart but in the end makes them stronger uh, for having gone through it and that's basically what the story's about
3: Wow, I, I can't, I can't wait. I love that. I, it, it seems like there's going to be twists and turns, a, a lot of drama. I, I can't wait to see that one. Now, a question that, that I had that was in the back of my head was, when did you know? Because you know, I see that you play football, lacrosse. One of one of my favorites, also Pepperdine has a lacrosse team. But uh, you're you're very sportsman, but at the same time, you, you took on acting. So when did you know that acting was your calling?
4: Um, I don't know if you if there was a defining moment. There's been several moments when I've been encouraged to keep pursuing it, and that's kind of always what I've been looking for because unlike sports, which you you can tell how your performance is measuring up right away. You know, at the end of each practice day, mm-hmm. you know if your shot was falling for you. You know yeah. if people are getting by you. As a defensive back, I mean, it's pretty black and white. My man caught the yeah. ball and he didn't. <laughs> you know, so when I came out here, uh, I tried to approach um, being a student of the craft the same way I, I approached being a student of the game in sports, and I got in several different classes, um, you know, a core technique class to understand, you know, what does an actor do, how does the whole thing work? I wanted to learn the Meisner technique, which is what I was told by several people I respected was the technique to learn. Um, I got in a comedy class. I'd already been a dancer, so I continued dancing. Movement's important and essential uh, to being, you know, a a capable entertainer. Um, <clears throat> and then I also tried stand up comedy and sketch comedy just to see, to push myself and see, you know, what can I do? Does anything scare me? Is uh, there stuff or areas of the business I'm not interested in? And I tried to also, at the same time, educate myself to all the things that go on behind the cameras because, you know, whoever owns the cameras can put whatever they want in front of them. Right. Um, so in class, I was blessed to meet a woman named Janet Alhanti, a, a great distinguished acting coach out here in Hollywood, uh, and work my way up and then be asked to be in her master class. And I got to be, I got to work with some people I really respect and got feedback and encouragement from them. So those were the kind of def- the initial defining moments where I felt like, okay, I respect this person and they're telling me I'm in the right place, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody would kind of be encouraging and saying, keep going, keep going, and, uh... As I worked more, Michael Chiklis, uh, a Boston native, um, the star of the Shield, Golden Globe and Emmy winner. Wow. Um, he was, he's the one consistent uh, friend in the industry that's, that's just really you know, showed me and taught me a lot, And even if he wasn't aware of it, by the way he carries himself uh, on set and off, um, you know how he handled the success, uh, how he approaches being a megastar, how he approaches his work day, his work ethic. Uh, and, you know, those kind of things. And then the end scenes, you know, always, you know, the, the, that caliber of Cavs, Glenn Close, Forrest Whitaker, Michael Chiklis, the rest of the, you know, the main uh, series regulars, everybody's so talented there, it's like a Super Bowl of uh, acting that? every day. And so you're in boot camp, and when you have somebody that's willing to, you know, set, take you aside and be your coach, you know, while you're going through it a little bit, uh, that's a defining moment because you see, just like in athletics, that coach is taking time, so you, you, you matter to him. And that means you should uh, take a little bit more pride in, in what you're doing every day to make sure you're, you're not letting yourself down. So that's those are some finding, defining moments uh, initially that, that stood out to me. No, no question.
0: <laughs> And I mean, you're you're very informative. So I know all our listeners out there that always wonder, you know, what is it like to be there, and, you know, a big star. I wonder what they went through. I'm so happy that you're able to share that with them and show them that you know it takes determination and, and comp, You have to you know gain confidence and you have to have courage to keep on going. And like you said, you had people influencing you and then uh, also telling you to stick with it. So you didn't say that it happened overnight, and that's that's powerful.
4: No, that's my uh, that's my motto. It's uh, Don Cheadle uh, once said, you know, this is is uh, you've got to think about your career as a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you want to be doing this forever. So settle in. Make sure you got the right shoes on. Make sure you got a good technique, you know, so your knees hold up and your back holds up and all those kind of things. And, and, you know, build it, lay the foundation and follow through. That's, that's it. And that's why I'm so inspired by that Calvin Coolidge quote um, about persistence that I put on my website because, you know, that's what it's all about. If you have a goal and a real objective and it's it is what's right for you and what's the right fit for you to be doing, um, then go after it and put everything you know into it. There is no such thing as luck. Luck is when a prepared person recognizes an opportunity and takes advantage of it. Just like uh, in basketball, you know, you see daylight, you got to hit it now because it's not going to be there
0: the next second.
3: That's so right.
4: That's
0: uh, well, that's it.
3: Yeah. You know oh.
0: what, Brian? You got to write a book.
2: You definitely
0: <laughs> have to write a book. So that's one thing that you know we're, we're we're asking you to do. We love your movies. We support your movies, and I wanted to bring up in Stomp the Yard how did you, did you feel comfortable with the role that you played because you were the good guy in there and it was so powerful? Will you talk to us about that?
4: Thank you very much. Um, well, I really pursued that movie. You know, the initial reason was Sylvan White, my business partner in Media 3, uh, the director. Um, anytime I have a chance to work with Sylvan, I want to do it because I think he's one of the most talented you know, directors that there are. The interesting thing about that movie was Sylvan had never even seen a step show um, when he got that project. And the way, what interested him was they went to one, they started taking him on a tour of stomp shows or uh, step shows so that Sylvain could visually see you know, what he was going to be filming, what the story he was going to be depicting. And he was just so captivated by the, visual, uh, by the visuals at the show that he just decided this is going to be the next project uh, that I'm going to do and he's going he's to tell it from the point of view of uh, a coming-of-age story that all ethnicities, all ages... Uh, can relate to mm-hmm. And I think that's why the movie was One of the main reasons why the movie is so successful Other than the brilliant performances by Columbus Short And Megan Good and Neo and Chris and the rest of the cast um, Is just that it was very accessible You could understand and feel for and empathize with uh, You know, Columbus From beginning to end And my whole role in that movie was as a mentor I mean, it's what I'm interested in When I read the script, they initially talked to me about Playing DJ, playing Columbus's role Uh, And then they talked to me about playing Grant's role, uh, which was uh, Darren Henson. And finally, I kept going back to them and saying, No, 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 I want to play Sly, which was a much smaller role on paper. You know, Sly is probably the fifth lead of that movie, um, if you count down on the call sheet. And I kept saying, I want that role, I want that role, because that statement is what's important to me. I'm always trying to find a reason why I'm connected to the material. So, you know, that I'm always happy, even if people hate it or think I'm terrible in it, I'm still proud and happy for having done it. So if I choose my roles that way, I I can never let myself down and I don't have to worry about what other people think. That's maybe a protective mechanism. Um, But that's why I I selected that role. And Sylvain was, you know, fought for me to get that opportunity, and, and uh, you know, it was what it was. And I'm very proud because a lot of times we'll hear, I'll overhear parents and, and younger children talking, uh, especially near when the film released. They'd say, Mom, I want to go to Truth University. Uh, <laughs> or I want to be a Theta. And hear the parents say, Well, you can't be a Theta, but I can tell you about a lot of other schools. Right. You know, and if, if a movie can inspire, you know, kids any kids, especially minority kids, to, to want to and to aspire to be part of a fraternity or a social organization or, or uh, uh, HBCU or any university or college. That, that's a wonderful thing, and uh, that's what I'm all about. So so proud for being, having been a small part of that film.
3: Yes, wow. I I'm so glad that you made it cuz it was a fantastic <laughs> film and I, I know to our listeners out there you can hear obviously Brian is well read and you, you can hear his intelligence and uh when you go to his website and and we'll have you uh Brian tell us about your website also uh you will see some of the books that he has on there that he that he likes to read from the Bible uh also Blink the Power of Thinking Without Thinking uh The Secret and conversations with god just to name a few and i, I was wondering brian because it, like when you read material it inspires you in a lot of different ways do you see that reading different material inspires your work or do you separate the two
4: um, i try to separate the two because when you receive a script I mean, I might have a lot of ideas of my own, and my imagination runs wild once I... You know, when I'm watching a film, it triggers a million pictures and images and thoughts in my head. But when I get a script from somebody, my job is to try to figure out what the intent was, what they're trying... the story they're trying to tell, not my own story. I mean, my own filter's going to come into it, but I try to be more of a sponge and absorb what they wanted me to absorb rather than putting my own spin on it. Once we start a project, the four... I inject a lot of opinions to try to battle with them and get my way over, you know, I might say, well, I think this is a better idea. And they might say, you know, Brian, no, it's not. And I lose those arguments. And then I finally have to absorb that, that idea. But if I can, you know, if I can win the argument, win the debate, and get some of the changes, the character becomes closer to, you know, the the, the messages that I'm trying to put out. Um, so I try to separate the two. So I read for pleasure. I read uh, to grow as a person. I read to learn. Um, you know, I like new ideas. I like being challenged mentally. I like I like debating. So I'm an yeah. inquisitive person. So that's, uh, I, and try to be intuitive. One of the things I learned, especially having, ch- you know, changed and crossed over from either sports or finance to entertainment, um, was I, I don't want to look outside myself to try to determine what's right for me. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, you know, listen to my own rhythm, listen to my own my own inner voice, and say, you know what, Brian, what makes you the most happy doing moment to moment? And that happens to be acting. It happens to be entertainment. It happens to be writing, um, producing, creating art uh, at this point in my life. And nothing else makes me more happy other than my lady. And uh, so trying to forge a life where where we can, you know, do what's right for us, what makes us happy, and not really look over our shoulders and go, well, those people have that, so we want that. I think that's how people end up unhappy when they try to compare or stack up with other people, I think you know if everybody listened to their own inner voice, we'd all be a lot happier. So that's what I'm trying to do. And when I read these books, they inspire me, you know, in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Blink about being able to in the in the blink of an eye determine you know if something's right for you, if it's wrong for you, if a situation's just off, or you know, how to just recognize what's what sooner um, and not waste so much time. Those kind of books inspire me. Because that's that's what's helped motivate me to think the way I do and, and stay uh, on that
0: path. That is fantastic. We got oh my god, we could talk to you all day. I have a question for you. As far as your charities go, you're involved in a couple of really great ones, actually a whole bunch of really great ones, but two that stands out in our mind is Warm to Kids and one mm-hmm. campaign. Can you tell us about those?
4: Um, well, Warm to Kids is my charity of choice. And mm-hmm. that was started by ML Carr, Boston Celtics. Okay. And uh, basically, what, uh, what that, I'm the president of Celebrity Relations there, and it's an organization that connects socially conscious celebrities like myself with corporations uh, like, let's say, the Boston Celtics and community organizations to create a support network that helps teams, families, and youth leaders reach their full potential. We're just basically trying to, to help elevate everybody. One of the things I saw here in Hollywood when I first got here was a lot of people would run up the ladder of success and then kick it over. Uh, and not help other people follow their path, especially in the minority community. And what I was always taught, you know, by my father, by Red Arbeck, by M.L. Carr, uh, who was my mom's business partner as a kid growing up as my sister's godfather, uh, was that, you know, success needs help, needs guidance, and needs mentorship to, to actually reach success, to come to fruition. Um, so we work with, uh, I work with celebrities and corporate brands and, and uh, to get, other field experts out to our learning centers providing information and resources and entertainment to our members. Uh and we're expanding heavily in 2009, um having my first annual helping hands charity weekend in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, August 5th to the 9th, uh, co-hosting with my father, which is uh very exciting for me. Yes. To be able to do a charity event in such a beautiful, you know, five-star location and trying to bring all my, my friend, athletes and entertainers and musicians out with me uh, to play with, uh, golf, deep-sea fishing, a basketball game at the local university, uh, a poker event, an auction, concert and comedy show all for charity, and everybody's bringing their own charities so we can join hands and help many different organizations. Wow. And uh, so that's, that's, that's what we do at, at Warm the Kids. And one, uh, the one campaign is a, just an organization I support, uh, which is trying to end world hunger. We're all, we're all one. This is one world. Uh, you know, there's no reason for any person to be hungry.
0: That's beautiful, and we definitely want to be a part of it, so please keep us in mind and invite us because we'll be there at your event in August. And can you tell us some of the other ones that you um, stand with, other charities?
4: Um, well, the, the Warm to Kids is my, my real charity of choice right now. I've been doing, uh, I've been supporting a lot of other, like uh, the, uh, Project Hope, uh, where we go to schools and we read for kids. Um, Stephanie Starks runs that here in Los Angeles I support that as much as I can Children for Children is another organization that I was introduced to through the game plan um, and City of Hope is another organization that I've been working with since uh, since Funk Phenomenon back in, in Massachusetts because they were very supportive to us in Boston so we always did their their events uh, and provided the entertainment so I've been working with them for several years um, and I try, I'm always looking for more so I try to do as much as I can uh, philanthropy is kind of what drives me feel like uh i was very fortunate to always have helping hands reaching out to me um i write i do write and i am planning on writing a book one day i have an editorial column in boston comment boston common magazine there's some links on my website uh in the news section called white rights um and it's just i write you know what i'm interested in and uh i just i wrote a column called mentor magic and you know one of the things i believe is uh, if we don't sow seeds within our youth and 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 help them, like I said, climb the ladders to, to success, they're they're just not going to get there. So I, I remember, you know, my guidance counselors and my, you know, high school football coaches uh, and all these people that reached out to me at my, you know, defining moments in my yo- young life and said, you know, this is the path. I thought I was going to go to Michigan or you know, uh, University of North Carolina or Florida State and you know just focus on athletics. And those are all fantastic institutions. Um, but I remember Miss Grossman and my football coach sitting me down, and saying, "Why don't you look at these little Ivy League schools near home, where you know it might be a little bit more quiet and a little bit more intellectually oriented? But we think you might be that kind of guy. And if you are supposed to play professional sports after school, the scouts will find you." And Red Arback mirrored that, echoed that sentiment. So did my father, and you know my mom did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right. you know, and what came to pass, you, you know, years later was. Yeah, I played in the NFL for a while. I played professional lacrosse for a while, but I tore my hamstring and couldn't play anymore. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Wall Street called because yeah. of school. You know, I was a person from school. One door closed and another one opened. Yeah. And the same thing happened with entertainment along that journey. So it's always about being prepared and, you know, right. recognizing what's right for you. That you know,
0: is absolutely fabulous. I wanted to tell you, honey, he, he also does Wall Street. I mean, it's just well-rounded in
3: every area. Yeah, no, no question. It's a joy to talk to, and uh, I have a question for you. And I know some of our audiences probably wondering because you hear about actors and how they approach their roles and different things, and some of them get into their role and they play it all day and they never get out of it. How how do you stay in your role once you get it? Do do you just keep it going twenty four seven? Do you as soon as you walk off the set, are you done? How how do you do that?
4: Well, I think, you know, uh, personal fit aside, what works for some people might not work for other people. I'm sure, you know, in your training mm-hmm. regimen for basketball, what works for you might not always work for, uh, you know, every other player. And in your marriage, what works for you guys won't work for other couples. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I look at, you know, my personal choices, but what I use is the Meisner technique. Uh, I started, I learned that from Janet Alhanti, who learned it from Sandy Meisner himself. And I, it's a little bit... It's helpful to me to distance me, Brian White, from the character. Uh, method actors sometimes stay in character, as you mentioned, uh, 24-7. And, you know, that can be personally taxing.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean, one of the things that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I can't, I've got to be able to go home at the end of the day and handle some other business, and sometimes yeah. during, during the day. So, you know, I sought out a technique and instructors that would try to help me learn um, you know, how to compartmentalize that a little bit so I can stay a little bit more sane than some of my peers and, uh, you know, focus on some of the other things that inspire me. And uh, so Meisner technique is I, I kind of create a road map for myself. Um, and so you, you have that map set aside so you can go do other things and then come back to the map, you know. It's kind of like a journey. And if you focus on moment to moment, just what's going on right now, not, you know, the big picture, and you can, just like sports, and when you're in the court, you're not doing anything else. But there's uh, yeah. a million other things you've got to do. You're just not thinking about them right now. That's it's the same, the same kind of thing. And uh, then when it's lunchtime, that chicken is good, and that's all I'm thinking <laughs> about is that chicken. You know, so that's, uh, you know, that's kind of how it is. <laughs>
0: that's fabulous. Well, Brian, we know you've got two great movies that's getting ready to come out right now. We're anticipating those. Can you tell us a little bit about those?
4: Sure thing. I'm really excited about both of them. I think they're both going to be real good. Uh, 12 Rounds. Comes out March 27th um, okay. with John Cena, the big uh, WWE superstar, uh-huh. and uh, they're going to turn him into the next uh, the next Rock, the next Bruce Willis. He is uh, a naturally funny, naturally charismatic uh, Steve McQue- in the vein of Steve McQueen. He's a throwback uh, kind of guy. He's also from Boston, um, so he's a native homie uh, to my my land, my area, and it's it's a, tw- it's a Foreign Supremacy, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon-style action movie. You know, 12 big action scenes. uh, John and I solve a case, and in the process, a woman is killed who turns out to be the guy who who we sent to jail's fiance. He gets out and wants to exact revenge, or is it a ruse? Uh, It's by by Rennie Harlan, the director of Die Hard 2, uh, and Cliffhanger, one of the best in the business uh, in making action movies. Production values are extremely high-end. And uh, it's the makings of it. It's a breakout movie for John Cena. I play his partner. Uh, so in this one a lot, um, there's some humor, lots of action, romance, suspense. It's a thriller. Steve Harris is also in the movie. Ashley Scott, Aiden Gillen, Taylor Cole. Um, and that hits March 27th. The trailers are actually playing now. So if any of your listeners are going to check out Notorious this weekend, uh, which is also a great movie, they'll see yeah. our trailer in front of that film. Um, And then April 24th, coming up after that, is a movie called Fighting. Um, That is an action drama set in the world of underground street fighting, and I'm the bad guy in that one. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) That is the breakout film for Channing Tatum, who uh, people know him um, mostly from Step Up. He is the star of uh, Step Up, which okay. is a huge, successful dance film. Uh, and then he won accolades and awards at, uh, in a film directed by the same director, Dito Montiel, who directs Fighting, um, called a, in a movie called A Guide to Recognize Your Saints. This is the first film that's really going to show you know, why Channing is such a big movie star, and he has four or five other big films coming out right after this one. Uh, so it's a really exciting time, uh, and it's a really exciting actor to be uh, working with. He had a lot to do with me getting the role in the film. He really fought for me. Um, and there's also Terrence Howard is in the film who is fantastic in the film. If anybody knows him from Hustle and Flow or Iron Man, they need to come check him out in this one because he's. Um, there's a movie called and uh, you should check it out, people, if you haven't seen it before, uh, called Midnight Cowboy. Midnight. Um, it's an old 70s film. Dustin Hoffman, John Voight, um, and you'll understand uh, you know how how special Dito is as a filmmaker if you can see you know the films of yesteryear. Uh, and how, how stories were told, uh, the kinds of characters we met in film, and you know, get to see well, maybe ch- Terrence is channeling a little dust in there because he is just spectacular. Luis Guzman's also in the film. Um, Roger Guinevere Smith, um, and anybody that's familiar with MMA, the, the, the mega sport that's emerging right now, Kung, Kung Lee is in this one, and he is the current champ. Uh, and he's fighting. And so these, these fights were live. There's no stunt doubles. Uh, I mean, Channing no. and I cracked ribs and had, you know, cracked teeth and concussions. And, oh, my God. Get you know, to hear Yeah, I mean, Channing had to have way more fights than I did, but he, uh, you know, he's the real deal. He's a gymnast. He's a dancer. We learned the choreography. We trained for, you know, we've both been training for several years, but we trained specifically for these roles, got in shape, and, and you know, fought pretty much live except for shots to the face. So it was um and some of those got through. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, my God. Those stunt doubles. Real, No. I mean, we had stunt, you know, people there and just trying to figure out how to make stuff safe. But one of the things that Channing was very intent on uh, was doing everything himself, and he's the star, and being authentic, and, you know, he's a, he's a super athlete. So it, it was easy. And you know, he's a competitive guy. Um, so when it came time, there wasn't anything that we didn't want to do and neither one of us wanted to lose. So, um, hopefully, it translates on the, on the film into the audiences as, as that kinetic, kind of raw uh, alpha energy that we saw in Stomp the Yard, but in a whole different way. Uh, this is to the next, you know, as far as <laughs> violent energy, uh, you know, but, but yet beautifully orchestrated and, you know, puts you on the edge of your seat where you, you care, because, you, you know, hopefully you care for these characters um, that you're fearing for them and for what might happen for them or to them. And uh, and then you've got the breakout star of the actor, the breakout performance of actress Zulai now, a uh, beautiful Colombian actress who is the female star of the film. Wow. Uh, her and Channing have sparks popping left and right, uh, real tender moments, real genuine moments. And then, again, I can't impress upon your audience enough how special I think Terrence Howard is in this film and just how talented uh, director Dito Montiel is. So there's all the reasons to see fighting. And, and there's a lot of chanting now with our shirts off, beating each other up. So if that's interesting to people, they can go see it for that reason. Uh, but that's April 24th. And then the third project I have coming out um, is my television series. I just learned yesterday that it was picked up. Um, it's called Men of a Certain Age on TNT. That's uh, myself, uh, Ray Romano, Andre Bauer, Scott Bakula. Um, and we'll be coming in, I believe, fall of 2009. Okay.
0: The TNT. No question. TNT, we got some stuff to check out. See, that's what I'm talking about. On top of that, Brian, you're bringing that, that good entertainment. Me and Todd are big avid movie fans, and everything you've explained, I'm like, can it come out tomorrow? Can, can <laughs> we see it tomorrow? So we're going to definitely, oh, my God. honey. And hopefully, you know, again, the
4: reasons why you make films like Twelve rounds and, and fighting. Just and other than they're just fun and good quality movies and the great actors and, and directors you get to work with is is the storylines to me are are personally gratifying. I mean, if you look at um, a movie like Fighting, Channing Tatum, you know, in the performance I believe is probably the most quote unquote urban character in the movie, which makes the film unique. Um, uh, you know, the way Terrence Howard approaches his role, the way Roger Guinivier Smith approaches his role, the way I think I, I approach the role, and the way Dido Montiel orchestrated the whole thing. I think, you know. Educated or intellectual viewers will find value in that film, and the action puts you on the edge of your seat. Same thing in Twelve Rounds. Um, you know, I think a lot of John's fans will be surprised at how much you know thought is in uh, is inlaid within you know the relationships and the bonds and the things that happen in you know what's a what's basically a popcorn film, and that's exciting. So if you can do, you can combine you know commercial success. With quality um, you know that's that's what interests me, and so I, it's been a blessing to work with directors like Rennie Harlan and Dio Montiel and the producers of those films, Mark Gordon uh, and Kevin Misher, because they they allowed me to try to you know do that and not have to try to do it all by myself and alone, which is what I you know what we uh, Boris and Solana and I are doing at Media Three, trying to mirror the same kind of opportunities uh, that those guys have been able to create yeah.
0: Well, you, you absolutely know absolutely fabulous. mean, uh, you've got to tell them about Mary, who supports Cujo and his business partners over
3: there. Yes. Uh, we, we as an audience, are going to see Brian White. Obviously, we, we've we seen him uh, as a good character. Now I, I hear you say that you're going to play a bad character. Which one was easier for you?
4: Um, you know, like I said, it's, uh, it's compartmentalized. So each one offers its... Unique challenges, you know, like Family Stone, in which I wouldn't say I was necessarily good or bad. I, you know, I was, I was that individual person. Um, you know, it had its own challenges. I um, had to learn sign language. You know, that was a challenge. So I had to be extremely connected to my male co-star. Another challenge. And, you know, interesting. Stomp the Yard, the stepping was the challenge. Um, a different uh, kind of challenge. And in fighting, it was definitely the title, fighting. Uh, We were we were coming into work sore. It was like being in training camp while you're shooting a movie. So, you know the bumps and bruises are real. The cuts are real. So there's a lot of you, a lot of sweat equity from you uh, that shows up on the screen that's in the film. The way you move, the way your face looks, the way you talk. You know your cuts. Those are mostly real. Um, And uh, twelve rounds action. Got to get my precision driving certs, uh, motorcycle license, those kind of things because you know I want to be prepared. I don't believe there's luck. I want to be prepared for that next opportunity when they say, "Hey, Brian, you want to get on a mo- motorcycle? Yes. Do you want to skydive? Yes. You want to? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, to all of it. If if we can get the insurance for it, I'll I'll give it a whirl. I'll train for it. Try. I will yeah, do it just... the smart way. I'll have my stunt advisors to say, "No, you can't do that. We wouldn't let Tom or Tom or Will or Brad do that, so we're not going to let you do that." Okay. Well, that's smart. But the rest of it, right now, I, I won't be able to do it forever. So right now, I can, and I've been trying to you know push myself and. Being an ex-athlete, it's one of the ways I can still feel like I'm, I'm using that uh, that set of gifts or skills, if you will.
0: Wow, this is just powerful. It's just it's so inspirational because it lets you see that persistence. Persistence is what pays off, and like you said, preparation is key. Yes, yeah. it, it
3: it truly is. We uh, we can hear it in your voice from uh, th- the background of your family. We can see that your family raised a, a fantastic man. It's it's truly a blessing talking to you, hearing about what you do, how you do it, the way that you put yourself in the film. And, and just as somebody who I- enjoys watching you, enjoys what you're doing, it's just going to enhance that much more every time I see because now I'm going to be looking and saying those bruises are real. That's a whole <laughs> different level.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that definitely, uh. everybody, you got to check out 12 rounds. you got to check out fighting. you got to check out the TNT series that's going to be coming this fall, which is Brian is going to be in Men of a Certain Age. Mm-hmm. These are all fantastic projects. This is what you want to do. You can join us live by calling. I see the call lines are all filled up so people's just kind of listening to you brian i think that's fabulous but you can call us at 347-215-8305 anytime throughout the show and we're having such a good time that this has become our show it's talking with brian so (laughs) we're gonna skip our section on beauty and lifestyle and all our other ones because this is much more fascinating interesting intriguing it's just it's off the chain i'm very very happy that we've had we have you here for this time
4: Oh well, thank you for having me. And you know what? Now that I think of it, we're going to have to have you guys broadcast live from our event since you're attending now in August from St. Thomas. That's uh, right. We're gonna, that's uh... right. Yeah, that we'll be televising you a mind, lot of honey. it live.
0: <laughs> we are booked August. What is it, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say August fifth to
4: the 9th in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Yeah, Helping okay. Hands Charity Weekend, and within the next uh, two weeks or so, the Helping Hands website will be up, so folks can just sign up for my mailing list on on my personal website, or they can just check the website. <laughs> Uh, in the coming weeks, and we'll have information up, and they'll be able to donate by just clicking a box on the site to help uh, help us out with this event, because um, we need everybody's help. It's about helping hands, joining hands, to make sure you know, there's a brighter future for everybody, and we all make the world a little bit better place than it was when we got here.
3: Uh, can, you, can you give everybody your website while, while we're talking My about
4: personal that? website, the one where you can get all the information, join the mailing list, we'll, we'll start sending out more updates as projects launch or appearances come up, is Brian White Online. It's Brian with an I. Okay. BrianWhiteOnline.com
0: Fantastic, and then you guys can come to our website anytime or you can go to our MySpace, you know how to get in touch with us. We're going to definitely tell you Helping Hands will be up, like Brian said, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to follow it. We're going to be talking about it on every show. We're going to make sure that you guys all remember and you put it on your schedule for this August. You've got to donate even if you can't make it. We've got to be a part of this. This is, this is the real deal, and this is the real person that we want to definitely support.
4: Thank you thank, thank you, you so much for that. Let's see how you know let's see how wide we can cast this net. I learned a lot by watching I was worked as a surrogate for Barack Obama, and I learned a lot about casting the net wide um, you know and how you can actually reap generous results that way. A lot of people want to help. they just haven't been accessed you know and uh Barack showed us how to use the internet um, online and uh i'm uh, I'm inspired to see what happens and how many folks we can get to help out with this uh with this cause.
3: Fantastic, Brian. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know our, our listeners have been truly blessed. We oh appreciate God. it. And uh, whenever we're out there in L.A., we, we will try to say hello to you because I uh, haven't met you face-to-face, but I truly, truly look forward to it. Thank you so much.
0: Most yes, please. We'll have to grab dinner. Thank there you. you. <laughs> and we will see you in August. Thank you right. so much for joining us. Have a good evening.
4: I look forward to it. Talk soon. Talk to you okay.
0: soon. Thank you. And hey everybody, that was Brian White, the um, star of many other... You know,
4: I had to
2: do something oh, for my fellas right now.
0: Yeah. Check out all the... there's 12 rounds, fighting, and his series on TNT coming this fall, Men of a Certain Age. Thank you, and I hope you guys, we're going to go kind of quick through this next segment before we jump right into the most hottest topic, which is sports. So you want to do hot topics, baby? Or you you want to do beauty and? I want to. I want to
3: I, I do it. I wanted to keep okay. talking to Brian, truly. <laughs> but we could cut that. But you know what? Let's let's jump into love and romance because. Are you with that with me, baby? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. Uh, to, today in love and romance, you, you know we have for you guys. We told you we were going to give you a weekly poem, and we are going to do that for you, and babe, will you please please do the honors?
0: Me? Okay. 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 Hold on, you guys. Here we go. This is a poem. It's called Touched by an Angel by Maya Angelou. We, accustomed to courage, exiles from delight, we live coiled in shells of loneliness until love leaves its high holy temple and comes into our sight to liberate us into life. Love arrives in its train, comes ecstasies, old memories of pleasure, ancient histories of pain. Yet if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. We are weaned from our timidity in the flush of love's light. We dare be brave and suddenly we see that love cost all we are and will ever be. Yet it is only love which sets us free.
3: Ooh. Yes, <laughs> thank
0: you. Ah! Right That's <laughs> Maya Angelo, everybody.
3: That was truly, truly beautiful, baby. Now, a couple uh, questions and, and comments from our listeners. First, the, the co- I got a comment, baby. and It said, what? Doug, I have followed your career, and you are a great basketball player. You and your wife, Jackie, truly inspire me to be a better man and to my wife and my family. Thank you. And that comes from Eric in Portland, and I love reading those because that just lets us know that the listeners are out there, and they truly appreciate it. I love that one.
0: And I think that's fantastic. And next, we are going to hear from Marcus from Seattle. Oh, this is Seattle. Mm -hmm. Doug, do you get angry at your buddies if they tease you about being a faithful husband, as there is so much cheating going around nowadays? Marcus from Seattle.
3: Uh, Marcus from Seattle, not at all, because I would have to say that, uh, I mean, all there is truly is love and the respect that you have for your family, obviously, being faithful and uh, if they're teasing you've got to figure what kind of buddies are those but uh, no, not at all. I, I don't worry about that because family is what it's all about. You, you can't be shy and timid about loving and respecting your family.
0: Most definitely. with age comes a little bit of wisdom, and it gets sweeter with time and all that good stuff. So you, you want to leave that silly little kid stuff behind at one point in your life, and you want to start realizing that, okay, this is what I want to do and move forward in a positive way. And it's not positive if you're putting your life in danger. You guys know that we definitely uphold and stand for, you know, awareness on HIV and AIDS and the different things that's out there. It's just, it's not smart and it's old school and it's it's not a good choice to go out and, and do things like that. So yeah. I think that um, someone that's making a stand and standing up for not just themselves, but their family as well is to be applauded. So I just wanted to add that little
3: comment in there. Well, well baby, look here. I <laughs> ha- I, have a, I have another question, and this one says for Doug and Jackie, but I'm going to give Good. it to you. And it says, can either of you suggest what I can do to make my girl look at me and not other guys when we go out? She makes me feel like she would be cheating on me if she could. Now, uh, talk to me um, about that one. No, there was okay. no name with that one either, babe.
0: Okay, now I'm not laughing, you guys, but I am going to say that it's kind of ironic to hear a question like that because usually it's the girls. Saying, what am I gonna do? But I would just happen to, I would just say to sit down and have a heart-to-heart and find out what the deal is, because sometimes people aren't really even seeing what they're looking. If you're focused and you're thinking about other stuff, sometimes you could be looking in the direction of something and not really even paying attention. So first and foremost, find out if that's what she's doing, and if she is, it could be like you know little signs that she's crying out for a conversation. So she's doing that to get your attention. Some girls play those type of games, and you know you have to kind of if that's what it is. I'm more you know, confrontational in, in a way, I guess, and, and in a good way because I want to talk about it, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, okay, we need to have a conversation. This is where we at with this or whatever. Some girls don't. So it could be a lot of different emotional things she's going through. So talk to your woman. And, and to tell her, you know, this is how you're making me feel, and I don't like that. And if she respects herself and your relationship, she'll stop it. She'll nip it in the bud real quick, or she will explain that that's not what she's doing, and you guys can work it out from there. But it's not nothing that's funny. I know it's annoying, but it's definitely something that needs to be talked about.
3: No question, baby. Well, let's move into beauty and lifestyle. And today in beauty and lifestyle, I have a little something for you baby I'm going to start it off With number one And that will be A night reading light Now this right here I'm telling you People may laugh Because it's like a night light But this is something That you hook onto your book It allows you to read And your mate Is going to thank you And your brain's going to thank you also Because all that knowledge That you want to put in Because you got to Turn off the light And you keep on reading <laughs> It's there for you So check it out You can go anywhere And get one drug stores Anywhere they have them Night reading lights
0: Okay, I feel you. Okay, that's a good one. The next one, you guys, is try something new and fun and fresh. And that's the, I'm gonna leave it on this one. I'm not gonna go into my next one, but. This one is, like, if you haven't done nothing in a long time that you used to do when you was a kid, it might be smart to, like, do something fun. Go roller skating or go skiing or, mm-hmm. you know, go out dancing. Do do different things and, and just, you know, challenge yourself but have some fun. I, I think that's a good thing for lifestyle.
3: Can you not challenge yourself and just go out and kick rain puddles? Does that count? No? Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I got another one for everybody out there, and that would be the... Swiss Army Knife. Now, I know that we're not trying to get violent Swiss Army Knife, believe me, is a lifesaver. From Screwdriver, if you need to open toys for your kids, it's a great one. They have toothpicks, tweezers, scissors, mm-hmm. uh, bottle openers, corkscrews for those who like wine, <laughs> any and everything. I mean, they're in there. It's one of those must-have things that you got to have around, and you're going to find that you use it more than not. So check That's it out. Right. Swiss Army Knife.
0: It's Army Knives, and guess what, you guys? With no further ado, it's time for that special place in our show.
3: Hey, hey, once again, this show has been going, 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 and it sounds like a pop fly, and it is gone. <laughs> we are going to bring back the one, the only, Wizzle. Wizzle, Blog Talk Land needs some information from you. Can you give us some? Are you there?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: There you go. Well, you know, Wizzle, NFL, who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's going fishing? Uh, This is the time. This is the place. This Sunday is going to be some hot and heavy football. We got the Baltimore Ravens playing against those Pittsburgh Steelers. Talk to me about that game right there.
1: You know, this is going to be a huge game. Obviously, everyone understands uh, the defenses that are going to be out there. Two of the greats there's going to be a lot of pounding and it's going to be a a a really really physical game. Uh what you should look forward to though is talent now. You got to have some talent. You have to defense and defense does win your games, but you got to have your talent. And so with that being said, I got to go with the Steelers. They have the edge Ooh. in talent and with the defense. Not to mention the injury reports are are revealing some kind of contrasting things here because uh, Mr. Stuggs may be out for the Ravens, which is a, a huge hitter in the inside linebacker position. So, uh, uh, you know, we just got to play for what it's worth, and Flacco's going to have a huge task on his hands tomorrow.
3: Now, d- does uh, the, the fact that the, the game is in Pittsburgh, does that hold anything, or, or you just, you're looking at the Steelers as just a, a more dominant team at this particular point?
1: It's not necessarily that the uh, that the Steelers are a more dominant team. Uh, they just have more talent around the ball on offense. Uh, they come in with an array of receivers um, in terms of we're talking about toughness and and we're going I look for Heinz Ward to have a really big game tomorrow. We're talking about like probably one of the the uh, the better uh, receivers that we've ever got to see play, and he plays a game at such a high level in terms of laying out people in and blocking and and, and, and and up in the, the level of a receiver's play. So uh, I, I look for him to have a big game tomorrow. And Roethlisberger, I think, has been underrated. He's been uh, flying under the radar. He came back last week and had a, a remarkable game, considering uh, he's uh, had a, a pretty good concussion there. And not to mention, they have a bruh coach, man. You got Tomlinson. You gotta love it, man. Everything is, seems to be set up in their favor. Um, I really like the Ravens. I respect what they do Ed Reed is bananas. You won't find a greater player to play his position. But it comes down to talent tomorrow, and I think the Steelers have the edge on getting more points.
3: Well, you guys heard it here first. Heinz Ward, Heinz Field, Pittsburgh Steelers, black and gold, should put down those Baltimore Ravens. In the second game, we have the Arizona Cardinals versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles were in disarray for a while there. Donovan got sat, and it seemed like that lit a fire under not only him, but the entire team. And now we got one team that's never been there, one that's been there a few times. Uh, Who who do you got here?
1: You know, this is going to be another game, Um, obviously, the odd favorites would be, obviously, the Eagles. You look at uh, the division that they play in. Uh, obviously, the, the Cardinals uh, division has been scrutinized all year. Chris. Let's face it, the teams in that division haven't been the toughest. Uh, but, again, it comes down to talent, home court, uh, home field advantage. Excuse me, I'm a basketball fan to the heart. Home field advantage will be huge and uh you know, I really look for Kurt Warner and the Cardinals to come out big tomorrow. Not to mention, ladies and gentlemen, you got to keep in mind the injury reports. And uh, Mr. Westbrook is having some problems with his legs. And, and, hey, it might not be a big deal to you, but you can ask LT and the Chargers what type of uh, injuries legs do and what it does to a team in terms of offensive options and and weapons on offense. So, again, the purpose of offense is to score points, is not to get out there and not turn the ball over. We do need to score points. I do think that the Cardinals have the arsenal to do it, and I'm sure that everybody's been witnessing Mr. Fitzgerald. He's absolutely phenomenal. talking about going up and grabbing the ball, snatching it out the air, double teams. Kurt Warner has really, really uh, put on a a great show this year in, in terms of his age and Disappointed this point at where he is in his career. And the biggest key is he's been here before. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, He's traveled these roads before, and he's been an MVP in the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I'm looking at possibly the Cardinals and Steelers.
3: Wow, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. Now, I just have because we got some serious names here. Obviously, you got Flacco with Baltimore when we're talking about quarterbacks who hasn't been here before, but is proven to be one heck of a player. And then you got McNabb in Philly, you got Warner in Arizona, and Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. I mean, those are some some serious quarterbacks, and I just want to know. Who do you think means the most to their team out of those four guys when we're talking quarterbacks, McNabb, Warner, Flacco, and Roth?
1: You know, that's such a tough question because uh, every quarterback means so much to their team in different ways. Uh, With Flacco, he's got the future riding on his shoulders uh, in terms of where he's going, so his manager, the way he manages the game, uh, his ability to not turn the ball over is huge in terms of letting the defense kind of set the tone, and, and, and it, in terms of what type of team we are and our identity. Uh, uh, Kurt Warner obviously it speaks for itself. He has three receivers that have three uh, a thousand yards apiece, that's unheard of. Uh, he's right up there with, with Marino in terms of trying to get that record. He put up a, a very good year. Uh, McNabb, we already know. There would be nowhere without McNabb. Uh, their team has been so depleted with talent that it's, it's really a shame that they put everything on him, but he's handled it well, and I, I really give him a lot of credit. And, and you know, it, it's really tough to say Roethlisberger's been there. You got another good guy. He's flown under the radar. He's really tough. Obviously, he's had a not only the concussion he's playing off of, but he started this season. Was it a a, a motorcycle accident, or he had something? To, you know what I mean? There's so many things. That the toughness is measured with all these guys, and and ultimately, I, I guess my answer would be, I'm confused because you know what? All four. <laughs> Let's be honest, all of those guys, they deserve to be here. We're talking about different age groups, uh, yeah. you know, uh, experiences in life. And throughout those experiences, they, their triumphs enabled them to be here at this position. And we're talking about four teams left, and, hey, you can go out and win. It doesn't matter if uh, what people said about the Cardinals in terms of being the worst playoff team ever because you had to go out and win a game. You did it. So, hey, if you can go out and win this one, you'll find yourself in new position again because it's unfamiliar territory every day. We don't know what's going to happen. The thing know. is, do you have leaders that will, you know, kind of manage the situation and, and it can help you along without hurting us? So uh, all those guys are, are really formidable. I give them a lot of credit, and I tip my hat to each and every quarterback that's left. No question,
3: Wiggle. Now, now tell me, uh, Tony Dungy stepping down in uh, Indianapolis – uh, do do they fall off? Uh, do they replace him? I know they had associate uh, head coach there for for some years under him, so I guess maybe they were planning that he steps down. Uh, seems a great leader, a great man. And uh, what happens in Indy?
1: Oh, um, you know what? Uh, this is got. Oh, John Gruden fired. Bow chicka wow wow. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Uh, you know what? Uh, the, the franchise, I think will be okay in terms of what we're talking about the Colts right now because there was such a foundation left with Tony Dungy, such a professionalism level. A lot of the things that you've heard about with other teams, you didn't hear about with the Colts. And, okay, we granted, this year there's a, a situation with a certain player. It would happen to be with a handgun. And, and, then, and we're talking about something that's been synonymous with Every other team, but if for some reason, the way he manages the team, his life experiences—I really think he—he he has his impression on that franchise, and they really, really, really owe him a lot. I really think that he—he's he, put Peyton Manning in the position to be you know, possibly one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and we can talk arguably because he goes out and manages the game as a coach with a helmet on. So uh, he's really really – they've done a good job, and I think that Tony Dungy's impression is going to be everlasting. No
3: question about it. We we talked our head off in in our first segment with uh, Brian White, the actor, and uh, it was fantastic, but we wanted – Next week, same time, same station, same channel, same everything. You're going to hear the whistle. You're going to see if he was correct or incorrect, whizzle. Right now, we will see you next week. Hopefully, we will be looking at the Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. Thank you, Wizzle.
1: You know what? You didn't ask B what he was about to have for dinner. He said something about chicken, so I'm going to go with baked chicken, corn, <laughs> rice, and a piece of bread. Keep it simple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it crazy. Oh. oh, God. And everybody, it's that time again. We want to say take care of yourselves, be nice and kind to others, and we're going to check with you next week. It will be on Saturday at 5 o'clock. Our daughter is oh, announced baby. today that she, or yesterday oh, actually, baby. that she was nominated for the Martin Luther King Hip Hop oh. Excellence Award. In Seattle, and so she will be at the awards ceremony tomorrow. So we hosted our show a day early. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again. My days Thanks. are cold
2: without the warmth you provide me when I hold you in my arms. Feel so long ago when you were there. I think a teardrop just fell down. I really want to come to see you. I really, really wish I could. Maybe in a couple weeks. days I gotta get through And I'm really, really missing you And I miss this I'm missing you And I don't know How I'm gonna make it through But I gotta Stay strong for us I'm a fan It's a job that I gotta do